The following is an exclusive presentation of Pirate Radio, the voice of the Pirate Nation. Welcome to the Pirate Radio Podcast, featuring special guests discussing a wide range of topics and personal stories. The Pirate Radio Podcast is presented by White Claw Hard Seltzer. Nothing tastes quite like it. Visit WhiteClaw.com today. White Claw Hard Seltzer, proudly distributed by Coastal Beverage. Please drink responsibly. Now live from the Pirate Radio Studio, here's Shirley Rhodes. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Pirate Radio Podcast featuring the Players Lounge. The Pirate Radio Podcast is brought to you by White Claw Hard Seltzer. On today's podcast, we'll talk to ECU quarterback Holt Naylor's wide receivers Tyler Sneed and C.J. Johnson, running back Rajay Harris, and linebackers Xavier Smith and Bruce Bivens. Sit back and relax. Today's Pirate Radio Podcast presented by White Claw Hard Seltzer starts right now. All right, let's head out to the Fixed NC Live line and talk to the starting quarterback of the East Carolina Pirates. He is Holton Aylers joining us on a Monday edition of Pirate Radio Live. Holton, how you doing today? Doing good, man. How you doing? Doing all right. And uh, Holton will recap the loss to Appalachian State 33-19. to And I think a lot of this week is going to be about, you know, bouncing back and overcoming adversity. And, and let's start there with, with a, a couple plays. And, uh, and, and Troy, we talked about these on Friday. Holton Aylers long run set up a first and goal. Um, early in that football game on Thursday night, called back due to a holding call. And then at the end of the first half, you had the Hail Mary, which goes for a touchdown. They review it. It's called an interception. Just a, a couple of plays there, Holden, that if you get, you, you feel like you got a lot better chances to win that game. How do you go about you know, overcoming that in the moment? We're talking about those plays for 10 minutes, 20 minutes, three days, three weeks after it happens. You have to get over it immediately. How do you uh, go about doing that during a game? Yeah, um, you're right, especially that one going into halftime. You know, that was kind of a big blow for us because that could have really changed the game. And then, like you said, that long run, too, was that was a long walk back, um, you know, because it was a longer run. So, we died, had time to walk back, and the offense line were kind of walking back. Like, you know, dang. We are kind of trying to figure out who did it. And we saw the film, and we're still trying to figure out who did it because uh really wasn't much to there. But um, you, you, can't, you can't look at that too hard. I mean, that's just part of the game and part of having refs is, I mean, they're not robots. Everyone makes mistakes and stuff like that. But um, you sure wish you could have that one back with the replay? Um, you know, the replay is supposed to kind of prevent things like that from happening. But, I mean, it is what it is. You got a new week, new opportunity. It's a big one this week, so we got to go out there and play good. Yeah, holding this, Troy, I said on Friday, you know, if ECU gets those two plays back, well, maybe they, the Pirates don't win a game, but it, it totally changes the complexion of that game, in my opinion. Um, and I really look at that 50-yard scamper you had. Uh, it would have put ECU right close to the goal line. That, that really Having that play call back on a holding, and a questionable holding call, I will say, at that, really seemed to kind of take a little bit of the wind out of our sails because it was like, man, it, we were right there, and then it was hard to kind of get over that one. It, I felt just watching it on TV. Yeah, I mean, you look at the score, it was, it was 20 to 6 at that point. Um, you know, we get the ball at the five yard line, and, and, you know, if we go punch it in there, there's no guarantee that we do. But, I mean, there's pretty good there's pretty good chances that we do there in the four plays to get five yards. That's a that's a good odd. Um, but, you know, kind of like I said, you can't dwell on that. Um, you know, there's stuff happens in games that you wish you could take back, and that's just one of them that, you know, wish would have went our way. But, you know, we just got to. There's a lot of plays out there that we didn't make, you know, minus the refs, too, that we could have made and made the game a lot closer as well. 
Talking to Holton Ayler, starting quarterback for ECU football here on the Fixed NC Live line. Holton, uh, technically a day off for you, although look, in season, I know how you guys are. They're really kind of no days off. I know you're maybe no practice for a Holton Ayler's, but I know you're busy looking at tape and meeting with coaches and doing different things. What's uh, practice been like over the last couple days since the uh, season opener? What have you guys been working on as you get ready to set your sights on the South Carolina Gamecocks? Just really motivated. Um, you know, we got a lot of guy, old guys on this on this team that knows how big this next game is and knows how big it is to to make a jump from week one to week two. You know, a lot of a lot of teams in America will make their biggest jump from week one and week two just because you, it's your first time seeing live action, your first time seeing your mistakes against against another team, and and going in and fixing that is key. And that's really what we're focusing on this week because we know we got a good team. Um, there's a good team coming in here, but we're a good team too, and we just got to go put that product on the field. There were some plays earlier in the game where you were hesitant, it seemed, to escape the pocket. And then later in the game, there were opportunities where you, you saw it, you took it, and, and got a first down, ran over a safety uh, a DB in one of those plays. But what, when you look at that back on film, is that something moving forward? You say, okay, I got I to gotta take off earlier, or is that just a feel and instinct thing during a game? What, what about those plays? Yeah, I think it's kind of both. I mean, you know, it's kind of controlling it. Sometimes I left the pocket a little too early, and then sometimes I stayed in there a little too much. So there's a happy medium that you got to do with. But, you know, one thing that I do want to be better at is once I do take off, I take off at full speed and, and make good cuts and make good decisions like that. But, um, I, I mean, I do think my, my legs can help this team win football games, and that's what I'm, I'm planning on doing. But, you know, i got to stay in the pocket when it's time to and, and, um, and just really, you know, help the team win in any way I can. Holding 22 of 40, 295 yards, two touchdowns, the interception coming on that Hail Mary toss. What have you seen on film that uh, you liked and also you want to uh, improve upon going into week two, South Carolina? Yeah, there's a lot of plays out there that are still to be made. Um, you know, There's some throws that I've made a, a thousand times and missed Thursday night that I'm going to hopefully not miss again this year. Um, it's good to see on film you know, and, and correct it and get it corrected and just stuff like footwork, um, staying in the pocket a little extra longer and then leaving when the pressure's actually there and, and not feeling pressure that isn't there. And um, It's always good, you know, to make create plays with your legs, but, I mean, if you can stay in the pocket and drill a, drill a ball in there for a first down or something, that's good too. So just kind of, like I said, just finding the happy medium and getting things corrected. Holden, it's easy for us to say, you know, why did Tyler Sneed finish with four for 27, CJ four for 34? We got to feed them the football. When you're on the field, it's a different story. Is that something Appalachian State did to take away your main guns, or is that something you guys could have executed better at on uh, Thursday night? I think it's a little bit of both. You know, my job is to get those those playmakers the ball, and, and obviously every every game going into, they're going to know that those two are our dudes that – we're going to try to get those are those guys the ball, and the offense is going to run through them. But I mean, we got to give them the ball. Um, it starts with me, and I got to give them the ball more. They're they're playmakers with the ball in their hands. Obviously, you know, throughout their career, every time they've had it, they've done something special with it. So, yeah, it starts with me. Um, you know, like I said, I got to get the the ball to them more, and that's definitely what I'm going to do. Talking to Holton Aylers on the Fixed NC Live Line. Holton, uh, South Carolina blasted Eastern Illinois to open up their season in Columbia. Now they're coming into Greenville. I, I thought they'd be uh, you know, a big favorite, but I'm seeing some stuff, some lines where uh, East Carolina's even a favorite. What do you see now when you look at the South Carolina defense? I know you're starting to dig into it now. What concerns you about their defense the most? What will you be focused on Saturday? They're extremely talented. Um, you know, anytime you have an SEC school coming in, they're going to get those big time recruits, those big bodies that that are four and five stars, and that's certainly what they are. 
Um, they're very talented. They're they got a good coaching staff now. They're they're well coached, and that's just something that you gotta. They haven't been winning much in the past, but you can't really look at that. I mean, like you said, they just smoked their first team they've played, and they're playing really good football right now. So it's gonna be a tough matchup. Um, I, I think we match up well with them. We just gotta come out and kind of like I said, make that jump from week one to week two. Holden Davis joining us. Holden, uh, kind of a two-parter here. We'll look back and forward. What was the what was it like playing in that environment on Thursday night? What will it be like playing in front of the home fans uh, coming up on Saturday, a place you used to go and watch games, and now they'll be uh, cheering you on. Fans will be back at Dowdy Ficklin Stadium. Oh, yes. It was great. I mean, it was great to have fans back, and um, especially, you know, in a stadium like that, in an environment like that, it's, it's always special. And, you know, I told the team Friday or not Friday night, I guess Wednesday night before the before the game, that it was going to be a fun environment um, just to cherish it because stuff like that doesn't always come along. And um, it's pretty much the same thing this weekend. I mean, we have we haven't had a full stadium here in a really long time, so I'm excited to play in front of that. And especially last year without having really many fans at all, it's going to be special. I'm definitely excited about it, and hopefully those guys can give us an extra boost um, to help us win the game Saturday. Great opportunity Saturday to have a, a bounce back. How, how's the attitude of the team right now? I know it wasn't uh, the start that you guys had hoped for, but uh, how's everybody dealing with it? And how, I'm sure they're ready to move on to South Carolina, but how is the attitude right now? Yeah, we're extremely motivated. Um, we know that the product we put on the field isn't the team that we're going to be, and, and we know that we have a really good chance this week to make a statement and show that we're a better team than what we showed last Thursday, and that's what we're going to do. Um, you know, we're, cert- we're certainly motivated to put a good product on our field especially in front of our home fans in front of our home opener so excited to get out there excited to get going and this is a big week for us holding with the uh the saturday off from playing a game anyway uh did you watch football from noon to midnight like junkies like myself or did you get away from it what'd you do uh, over the weekend nah, i sat in my living room and watched football from 12 to, no- to 12 to midnight there you go day. that's what i'm which, talking about which games did you find the most interesting Shoot, man. Um, you know, I watched South Carolina. I think they played at 7 that day. Um, I pretty much watched any game that was on from 12 on, and I was flipping so much in between. Just any game that wasn't on a commercial, I was watching. So, just good to, to watch college football. I mean, obviously, we don't get a chance to um, during the season, and even NFL because our Sundays are so busy. But anytime I get a chance to watch football, man, I love it. It's the greatest sport in the world. It's so, so fun to play, but also so fun to watch couple extra days of rest you know opening up the season on that thursday is that an advantage for you guys going into this week i think so um anytime you get an extra day of rest on your body after after a game um it's huge you know those our bodies coming out of games are are rough man i mean it's it's hard to get out of bed some days and just because your body's so beat up i mean football's a physical sport and especially the first game of the year your body's not used to it your body's so used to just being waking up every day without any bruises, without any of this, and then your body feels like you get hit by a car. Um, so, especially the first game, it's big for us to get a couple of days extra rest. I mean, now we can go in to tomorrow, going full speed, and with our bodies pretty much at full go. So, um, yeah, I think it is an advantage for us. And, and look, let's be honest. I mentioned this on Friday's show. Also, it wasn't like you guys opened up with a scrimmage. Uh, in hindsight's twenty twenty, we may look back and we'll find out at the end of the season, but. This App State football team is very good and could end up being one of the best teams we face all season. You know, as I said, time will tell. But uh, this, uh, you you faced them on the field. They look legit to me. Yeah, they are. They're they're a senior led team, and not even a senior led team, a super senior led team. I have to say that. Um, you know, those guys have won a lot of football games, and I mean, like you said, they're one of the better teams we'll play this year. And 
I mean, they play Miami this week, and I wouldn't be shocked if they go down there and and beat Miami. Um, you know, they're they're certainly capable of it. They've won a lot of games. That that senior class has won a lot of games too. You know, I think I was I saw somewhere where all of their receivers were super seniors or sixth or seventh year seniors, and kind of their defense was like that too. So um, they're a good football team. They're going to win a lot of games, and we have a lot of respect for them. But um, we certainly feel like we could have played better and made the game a lot closer than it was. Well, hold, keep your head up. You guys uh, should have a great atmosphere in Greenville at high noon to kick off East Carolina versus South Carolina. Going to be a lot of fun for the home opener this Saturday. Tickets are still available, and folks can get those at ecupirates.com. We're pulling for you guys, and we'll hook up again next Monday and catch up with you then. Thanks so much for your time today. For sure. Thanks for having me, guys. All right, in the studio now with Rajay Harris and Tyler Sneed. East Carolina coming off a season-opening loss to Appalachian State. Got South Carolina coming up this Saturday at noon. Guys, good to see you again. How you guys doing? Hey, great, man. Great. Great, great. Welcome back to the studio. And uh, we'll start with just your uh, your overall thoughts on Thursday night. Ran into a good team. Uh, hung with them for a while, but uh, but came up short. So, Rajay, uh, what, I don't know, what, what did you think about the season opener as a whole? Uh, you know, I was very excited. You know, um, this year's kind of like my freshman year all over again, you know, with fans. So, was very excited to see fans out there. But, um, you know, we played against a good App State team. So, we knew that one was going in, going into it. But, you know, we just got to finish. Tyler, you're a marked man now. Uh, defenses are going to be keying in on you. Did you notice that uh, from game one Thursday night? A, a little bit. You know, they, they switched up what, what we were used to seeing a little bit. Uh, just little tweaks and stuff like that. But, you know, at the end of the day, it's still my job to get open and uh, try and get the ball. So I'll do a better job going in this week. Kind of joking here. Tyler, you're on pace to to set some records here at East Carolina. But, Raja, you had the same amount of catches and more receiving yards than Tyler Sneed. So you uh, you might want to frame this box score and use it on Tyler yeah, in the future. Man, yeah, <laughs> he's dual threat man he's dual threat well that was one of the big positives obviously Keaton had the long catch and run for a touchdown but Rajay your four catches 56 yards getting you guys involved out of the backfield that, that was a uh, certainly a pleasant sight there on Thursday night oh yeah man uh, every day we do pat and go which is uh, routes basically routes on air and uh, you know I take advantage of it every day because I want to be a versatile back not just a back that can just run out of the backfield but catch out of the backfield and everything Eight carries for you, four for Keaton. I didn't realize that. I mean, I watched the game. I didn't realize until we got a call after the game that that number is pretty low. Is that just kind of a game flow thing? Like, when you look at the box score and you say, man, only eight carries, that's kind of a weird feeling, right? <laughs> yeah, it didn't feel like it. You know, um, it is what it is. Yeah. You know, uh, the coaches got to do what they got to do. You know, we just thought that we, the passing game was there, better than the run, so we just – had to keep it going. And Tyler, that four catches for you, uh, a, a pretty low number, but especially the 27 yards, something that you, Holton, Donnie K, Mike Houston, all going to get together and work on. What, what what did they do specifically to take you and, I guess, CJ out of the game as well with, with just three catches for him? Yeah, you know, um, they, I think I think they, they blitzed a lot, uh, which made the quick game. Uh, we had to get the ball out quick. And, you know, they, they did a good job of putting in different coverages, you know, trapping some guys. So, uh, you know, I mean, it, they had a good scheme. You know, they're a good football team. Uh, but like I said, you know, I just I got to do a better job of getting open uh, and recognizing that earlier uh, so I can get the ball. 
as fans, as viewers of the game, like I'm a Washington fan, I still think back to plays from like 2001 where we could have <laughs> done this and gone to the playoffs. As players, you have to get over it so fast. And I'm wondering, how do you do that after a Ehlers run that sets up first and goal that gets called back? How do you do that after a Hail Mary that gets called an, an interception? You guys have to snap out of it so quick. Tyler, is that difficult to do? You have to do it, but how difficult is it? When you're out there on the field, obviously you see the flag and it's like, man. Uh, but, you know, it's always that next play mentality. So, you know, it is what it is. There's nothing you can do about it after that. It's more, you know, you get over it there quick. But after the game, you look back on it. That's when it's more like, man, like, give me 24 hours to let it digest, stuff like that. And then, you know, get past that. Roger, I'm sure you've had a run or two where you broke it off, <laughs> talking a little junk, look back and see a flag and like, yeah. man... Uh, but we saw that a few times the other night. And, and how about for you? How tough is that to, to move on quickly? Yeah, I mean, like Tyler said, you know, after the game, you think about it more. You know, when you're in a game, it's just like short-term, short-term memory. So, um, you know, just like he said, it's just after the game, it's just on your mind. Do you guys feel like uh, the things that went bad Thursday night are, are fixable problems? I mean, how much have you watched of the film and, 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 you know, can move forward on that? I still believe that we beat ourselves. You know, it was too many mistakes against a good team. You can't you can't have too many mistakes versus an App State or a Sacramento team. It's just you can't. And Tyler, you said something earlier. They were doing different things than you saw on film. Uh, what's that chess match like in a game when you you go back to the sidelines and say, "Hey, they're not doing what we saw." Now now we have to adjust. What's that like? Yeah, you know, it's it's our job to go on the sideline after we see that and and tell the coaches uh, trying to. I mean, you always got to adjust whether it be the middle of the game. You know, what you see on film can always be different than what they actually do. Um, especially you have a guy like CJ. You know different different threats in there so you know they they did have a good scheme for us um we knew they were going to trap uh but they they did at times where you know it was just smart football so you know we got to get past that we got to adjust so uh my saturdays when you guys play i, I do a four-hour pre-game show leading up to y'all's game i do the call-in show after the game so i got the tv on i'm able to watch football but having a saturday off i watched in my chair, you know, from noon to after midnight, college football. How about you guys with, with a Saturday with no football? Did you get away from it, or did you guys watch football? I was relaxing at first. I had watched the Bama and Miami game, yeah. and I watched the Clemson the Clemson game, and I was just like, man. We, we <laughs> so you watched a little bit. Man. Yeah, yeah, man. I was just, you know, trying to just not stress about the game as much. Yeah. You know, watch film in between the games, halftime, and just, you know, get away from the app game and just release my mind. Tyler, how about you? Yeah, no, it, that game's still in my mind, but <laughs> I, I did watch football all day. You know, that's probably the only Saturday we'll get to do that. Right. So, yeah, I watched Oklahoma, Tulane, Bama, Miami, all those games, Clemson, Georgia. So, you know, it was it was a good day for me. Roger, you talk about watching film. Is that something you can now do, like, on your own at your apartment or whatever? You, you How do you get, go about yeah, watching I got, um I got the app on my phone. You know, all my free time, you know, I'm just laying around, sitting around. I just pull my phone out, watch film, try to get the ups on my on the opponent. 
Uh, Rajay, we saw you talking uh, a little bit. The cameras called you talking to some App State guys. Not, maybe not as much <laughs> as CJ does, but what, how you know what's that part of the game like? Is that something to kind of fire you up? Is that about you know having fun on the field? How much talking do you do as a running back? Uh, you know, I like to have fun. Yeah. You know, when when I find a defense mad, I like to like say little slick things at them to throw them off their game. Because once you start talking to me and you know worrying about me, you're not worrying about your assignment. So you know, you know, you got to say a little little something something every now and then. <laughs> How about you, Tyler? Are you talking to the DBs, linebackers? Uh, sometimes. So, <laughs> I like to talk. Oh, yeah. Hey, yeah, look, yeah. All in good fun, right? Make it make it quick. I don't, yeah, you make nobody it notices when I do it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. You don't want the refs to hear probably, too, yeah, right? Nah, You're trying nah, to be nah. sneaky about it. Uh, Tyler, I didn't get a chance to talk to you leading up to the season. I do want to go back to your debut. I was in the press box, and they give us these giant cards with – names and numbers like the roster and everything on it and you were out there catching balls and your name literally was not on ECU's roster I didn't and I was tweeting about who the hell is this dude out here and the only person that responded was Brandon Simmons former ECU running back yeah. who knew you from high school yes, sir. and he was like that's Tyler Sneed I was like who's Tyler Sneed um, you know can you take us back to that day and like leading up to that day did you know that game in particular was like going to be your moment to make some plays well, they had uh, they had told me I've been on the scout team for basically the whole season, and uh, you know I think there were some injuries that year, and so they told me, you know I, I need to learn the plays for this week. Like we're gonna see how practice goes, and I had I had a pretty good week of practice. So then leading up to the game, like going to the hotel, uh, receivers coach Coach Gaither at the time had told me like yeah like you can get some some playing time in there. You know I didn't, I didn't know how much to believe it, but. Uh, no, he said I, I really was, and so you know I went in there and I just I just tried to do my best, and uh, yeah. I think you did. I, and, and since then you've been in every single game. I mean, you made the, the most <laughs> of your opportunity, and uh, and Rajay, we can say similarly uh, the same about you. Although we knew at least a little bit about you <laughs> heading into the season opener last year, but with guys like Penix and Hayden and even you know Mooney I think was the leading rusher the previous year we didn't know a lot about you and Keaton and kind of a similar story you got the ball and took advantage of your opportunity that's exactly what I did you know going into that week I really didn't know how much I was going to play you know I would just you know I, I really started doubting myself you know what, what I shouldn't have did but uh, I started doubting myself until the game started and I was just like man I'm here I gotta take the most of my opportunity so I got in um, it was like the second drive. Uh, I got in, and I started feeling good, like I, I can do this. So I started putting faith into myself, and then I struck out, and I was just like, I'm here for a reason. Tyler, you've seen Dowdy Ficklin Stadium, maybe not at its full best, but mm-hmm. you know, with a great atmosphere, with fans, the Purple A's. How do you describe that? Because uh, Raji's going to be seeing it for the first time on Saturday. I, I think he's just got to see it for himself. You know, I, I can't really describe it, you know, it's better than what I would describe it as. Uh, you know, UNC my freshman year, that was a pretty oh, bad yeah. game. But, uh, no, I mean, I, this one's supposed to be – supposed to have a lot of people. This might be the most I've seen, so I'm excited for it. You guys have uh, South Carolina on the clock. They had an impressive win to start their season uh, against Eastern Illinois. So uh, how much have you dove into them, Rajay? And, and I guess this one's got a little special meaning for you, right? <laughs> yeah, it's special. You know, man, Snee was just talking about it out there. Uh, I know a couple guys, you know, about 10, 12 guys on the team. So, um, you know, I know a lot of the staff as well. Um, you know, just growing up in South Carolina, you know, either South Carolina or Clemson is your team. So. Now, who's yours? 
Yeah, I, I was a Sacramento fan. <laughs> I was a Sacramento fan, but um, I've been watching film a lot lately, especially on Sacramento because I'm trying to leave the App State in the past, but I'm just ready for another opportunity. So I guess you grew up, uh, what, during the Spurrier days when they were winning games? Yeah, or who was Marcus Lattimore. Yeah. yeah. People like that. Good teams there. Oh, yeah. Uh, Tyler, what did you see uh, from their defense in their victory? I mean, they shut out Eastern Illinois. Yeah, no, they, they look good. Uh, they did have a shutout. Uh, their defense, they're good. SEC team, but you know we're we're excited for it. Uh, it's another opportunity, like he said, just one week at a time. You got to flush last week and move forward to this week, and you know we're looking forward to it on Saturday. Sounds like you guys have done this, but is it difficult to? I mean, you put in all that work, starting with I guess what winter workouts into to spring ball into fall camp, and to lose the opener. But that's one of 12, potentially one of 13 or 14, depending on how many you win. Is that Can you put that behind you and say, man, all our goals are, are still out there in front of us, Raja? Um, you know, going into the winter workouts, we all had a plan. You know, we all still have the bowl game in mind. Like, nobody's undoubted. Like, everybody's more motivated than ever, actually. Yeah. You know, we took that one L, and we're not looking to lose no more. So... This week is going to be a big week for us. Tyler, you, you agree with that? You're kind of re-motivated, maybe even motivated even more? Yeah, you know, it, after the game, the 24-hour rule, what some people call it. But, uh, you know, that's your 24 hours to get over it, kind of. And uh, when that's up, you just look forward to next week, which is what we're doing now. Um, and like you said, we have 12, 13, 14 games, hopefully. So, uh, you know, that's just one. So now we got to move forward from that. How unique are different defenses that you face? Like, is App State completely different than South Carolina? Is it anything similar? Are you guys having to install new stuff this week? You know, how similar and different is it week to week? Uh, you're gonna always have to install new new things for different teams, but it's not it's not that much different. You know, we don't see in a lot of defenses, but they're 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 all. Not alike, but very similar. And, Tyler, you do have game film from South Carolina game one, which is important. Kind of tough to judge a team when they have a new coaching staff, right? Like right. Shane Beamer coming in. Right. No, you know, it's like he said, you know, it, they're not completely different, but they're not the same either. You know, every every team might run different, have little tweaks in it. Uh, and, obviously, there's different players. So, you know, the players can have a play a big role in those. And, uh, you know, South Carolina's got a lot of good players. So, I'm excited for this Saturday. Uh, NFL Week One coming up, guys. I don't know how much you're gonna be able to watch it or follow it, but uh, who are your teams, Raj? We'll start with you. Uh, <laughs> you have a team, or are you yeah, more? Yeah, I actually do. I like the 49ers. You know, I was a big hmm. Gore fan, uh, big Cap. They got a shot this year. Yeah, we got. They get the quarterback right. Shout out to Debo, man, from the city. <laughs> oh, that's right, Debo yeah. Samuel is <laughs> South Carolina. Uh, are you a you Trey Lance or Jimmy G? You gotta be Lance, right? I like Lance. I ain't gonna lie. I like Lance. Uh, Jimmy G just had to step up, really. <laughs> and, uh, I like Lance going into the season. Sneed, who's your uh, squad? You say you like Washington. I, I'm a Cowboys the Cowboy? Fan. Oh, yeah. God. Yeah. yeah. Dak, man. Cowboys. Thursday Dak. night against the Bucks. <laughs> yeah. Prime time. Yeah. Maybe you guys can, uh, can be the champions <laughs> like we were last year in every, the NFCs. Every year, that's what we think. So, <laughs> How about them Cowboys? So yeah. you and Mike Houston have a lot to talk. I, Donnie Kay's a Washington fan like me. Oh, man. So, yeah. They, that. Maybe that's why you only got that. four <laughs> catches the other night. Nah, nah, nah. <laughs> Cowboys uh, and Bucks coming up Thursday night. We'll have that one here for you on Pirate Radio. Our pregame coverage begins 8 a.m. Saturday morning. What's that uh, – that 7.30 kickoff, you got a lot of time to waste that day. How about a noon kickoff? Uh, what's your what's your day like on Saturday? When's it begin? 
Early mornings. 6 a.m. Yeah. Early mornings. Yeah. Yeah, you be tired, right? I like those better, though. I don't, I, like the night games, you in high school, you see them, you're like, man, they're playing under the lights, but waiting all day. Yeah, uh, to play, yeah. yeah. It's different now that you're actually like in it, but uh, no, I, I like waking up early and getting straight to it. Good deal. Well, you guys will be doing that on Saturday against South Carolina. Rajay Harris and Tyler Snead joining us here today inside the Players' Lounge. Uh, guys, good luck, and uh, we'll talk to you again soon. Appreciate it. I appreciate you. Here inside the Pirate Radio Studios in the Players' Lounge with a couple of Pirate linebackers, Bruce Bivens and Xavier Smith. Pirates coming off a 33-19 loss to Appalachian State, South Carolina, on the clock Saturday at noon. Guys, welcome back. How you doing today? Doing good. Good to be back. Bruce? I'm doing fine. You guys, uh, not your chipper selves that we saw in the preseason. Still a little upset about what happened the other night? Yeah, for sure. Uh, We got to correct some things uh, defensively. You know, I know I can do some things better, so we just got to keep working. All right. I feel the same way. I mean, it's obviously some things I can do better, too, to, you know, help the unit out. And hopefully we come out victorious. Fans and viewers, it takes us a while to get over stuff. Like, I still think back to Washington plays that happened in 2005 in a playoff game. We could have won. Like, players, you guys have to get over it so fast. Like, how difficult is that to do, like, play to play, but also game to game, week to week? How fast, how quickly do you got to move on to the next one? I mean, it's important to move on as soon as, like, something bad happens because it's in the past. There's nothing we can do about it. So, me personally, I just try to let it stay there, you know. It's not about forget about it, like learn your lessons and like just move on. Like control what you can control. There's nothing you can do about it now. You just got to make the corrections and come ready to play better next week. Yeah, that's a good point, Bruce. You got to you gotta move on, but also you have to look back and see what you can improve on, right? So is that part of getting in the film room and everything? Right. I, I, I feel like, you know, like you know the saying, life goes on like that, like – that you can kind of use that in football too because like it's like okay yeah we took a loss but we could use it as motivation um, whatever we need to do like the little things to fix that to help us come out victorious next time so yeah I, I, I kind of use it as motivation and I'm pretty sure our team is doing the same thing doing the same thing let's talk about uh, what went right on uh, on Thursday night and I know in particular coming out of the locker room you guys had just had that call go against you that Hail Mary that would have got you right back in the game defense takes the field gets a stop immediately gives the ball back to the offense so you guys were were still into it uh there in the second half and despite some calls and things going against you you were still you know in that ball game yeah i mean they're a good football team but we're a good football team too so like we can be mad because we faced a good opponent it's not like we place like place like a like not a a bad team but like we played a team that's gonna win a lot of games this year so like and their experience bunch so we just like I said we just got to make the corrections we have it's the first game the biggest improvement is from the first to the second game so we just got to go back and keep working keep grinding right that's the only thing we can do I mean yes like Xavier said they were they were a great opponent um, and they did capitalize on some of, some of our mistakes and some calls did go against us but like well, we got to put it in the rearview mirror and look forward so Xavier uh, how much time did you spend on uh, End and linebacker, you know, what was the ratio like for you on Thursday? Um, I played mostly rush that game. I did have a few snaps at linebacker, but I think, like, the game plan was more for me to stay at rush primarily that game. And that's just how it played out. 
are you you're comfortable either way at this point yeah for the most part yeah and uh and bruce personally you know what did what did you do well what did you need to uh to do better from thursday night what did you see from your tape i mean just fixing little details like far my linebacker play um like the like the simple stuff first steps and stuff in that nature i mean that, that's pretty much it for me. We talked to uh, Tyler and Rajay, and they said that their defense was doing some things they had not seen on film previously uh, to to get it ready for that game. How about App State's offense? Did they do anything different than what you had seen, or did they just execute what they do well? I mean, I feel like they just—they're a good football team. They executed, you know, what they did well. Yeah. You know, they're, they're a well-coached bunch, and I mean, and we we played against a well-coached team. So, I mean, that. That, like we just gotta, we just gotta work on us, pretty much. I mean, it's not too much we could do now, but we just gotta work on us. Yeah, just like going off of what he said, um, they are a great opponent, but at the same time, we left plays on the field. There's some things defensively we could have did better to position the team in a better situation. Um, I know we have to like, I don't know, like it's tough like looking back and then like seeing like the little things that could have made a big difference in the ball game, like if you just take the first right step right here, how the play could have been different if you would have just, like, fit your right gap, how it could have been a sack or things like that. So we just got to focus on the little things, the execution standpoint, because when we play the good teams, we got a hard schedule this year, and, like, the good teams are going to capitalize off your mistakes, so you have to try to minimize those as much as possible, make the team actually beat you, and not you beat yourself. Talking to Xavier Smith and Bruce Bivens. Bruce, how tough is it when you take on a team that goes with tempo, and, and you got to be ready to go right when the previous play ends, and, and that's something that uh, you're going to see probably a lot of uh, this season. I mean, it's not it's not nothing that like I can't handle or, or any of my teammates can handle. I mean, we just got to embrace the challenge and you know just carry on with it. Uh, South Carolina coming to town. What uh, and you the Shane Beamers being a little bit coy with who's going to be a starting quarterback. So uh, you guys maybe won't know until the end of the week. But how much does that matter? I mean, you your base defense going to stay the same, right? No matter who the uh, the quarterback is. Yeah, I mean that doesn't play. Like obviously we care who plays, but our fundamentals don't change. You know the game plan doesn't change. Uh, do what we have to do. Do what we're coached to do. Fundamentally sound. You know execute. Play as together. Play as a unit. You know communication is key. And like when all those are clicking, uh, I feel like it doesn't really matter who's in the game if you're doing your job. Right. Like he said, we just got to focus on us. I mean, yeah, they having quarterback problems or they trying to figure out who their quarterback is, but we're, we're just going to focus on us and do what we have to do to make sure everything is clicking on all cylinders. They rolled up uh, 46 on Eastern Illinois. This kind of goes back to what you guys were talking about. You guys played a, a potential top 25 team. They played a team that um, is certainly not the caliber of App State. So how much do you take away from their first game and, and what South Carolina was able to do? I mean, we are really going to watch the film today. I haven't really watched much film as much as right now. I'm just like getting my body back, you know, getting mentally right, preparing for this week. Um, so we haven't really uh, dived that deep into their game plan. I know the coaches have, but like us as players, you know, we're just like trying to get ready for school. You know, we had to yeah. come back Thursday and then class Friday. So like me, I'm just taking a deep breath and I feel like it's important to do that sometimes yeah. and just take a step back and just get your thoughts back. Right. Um, like he said, um, I mean, I did take a little peek at the game or whatever. Um, they they had some guys. We had some guys too. So, I mean, 
I mean, they're in the SEC, obviously, so we're, we're going to be playing a, a pretty good team. So, I mean, we just got to do what we got to do. On Saturday, when you, you had a game day off on Saturday, I, I watched wall-to-wall football. How about you guys? Did you get away from it, Xavier, or did you watch some college football? What would you do on Saturday? Oh, no, I watched a lot of college football and then hung out with some friends later on in the day. Just, like, taking a step back, it was like just a mental refresh, you know, yeah. just – get away from it you know I like love football obviously so I watched a couple games and like just watching a couple players see what they do like how they approach and like seeing the energy and just find a ways to try to take that with me and bring it to this team like just trying to make the team better overall Bruce that was your Saturday uh, right um, I kind of I kind of did take a, a major step back um, to like you know refresh my mind and, and stuff like that like I did watch a little bit of football um, but you know I just kind of hung out and you know, just enjoy my day. Uh, Bruce, there was a play, I think it was in the first half, uh, pretty early in the game, where uh, I guess it was Peoples, it was one of the App State running backs, runs through, and you stick him pretty good. And I'm sure he was feeling it, but how about you? I mean, he's a pretty big back, a bigger back than you see on normal weeks. What was it like uh, going toe to toe with that guy? Uh, he was a he was a he was a little bit bigger than we what we thought he was. You know, he's a kind of taller guy, kind of yeah. like you know Tulsa's running back. You know, he's kind of tall and, and big. Those type of running backs are probably a little bit harder to tackle because they're not like com- compact. They like longer guys. But I mean, he he was a pretty solid guy. I mean, I, I was a like. Me personally, I'm always up to the challenge. So I mean, it was it was a pretty cool experience. Do, do you guys feel it uh, day one uh, after game one of a football game? You talked about getting physically right, Xavier. What, how do you feel uh, that next day after that first contact in you know eight months? I mean, it's like I'm not saying like I'm used to it, but like I've been through it so many times. I yeah. know the steps I had to take to get my body right for the next week. So just like. Focusing on that, you know, getting the ice tub, you know, stretching constantly, just like the little things that make a big difference down the stretch. So, Bruce, at this point, maybe the freshmen are feeling it more than you, upperclassmen. Yeah, yeah. Kind of like Xavier said, like we kind of know how to, you know, bounce back from that, you know. And, yeah, we, we know how to bounce back from it and take care of our bodies and stuff like that. Pretty experienced from doing that. I asked the, the other two guys in here earlier, Tyler and Rajay, about – you know, you, you work so hard, winter workout, spring ball, fall camp, leading up to the first game, and you drop that game, but it's one of 12. You got so much ahead of you. You got all your goals still out there. So is that easy for you guys to to say, all right, we're, we're 0-1, but we can still go 11-1? Like, how do you move on from that, Xavier, and get ready for the next one? I mean, control what you control. You know, the games is done with. You know, yeah. we had some things we could have made better. We made some plays. We missed some plays you know they capitalized off some of our plays so it's just like and like we had the crowd back so like there was a lot of emotions going on I know for like the younger guys like who hasn't had that before it's like easy to get sidetracked and like forget your responsibility so it's like a new experience for some of us and we just have to like take the lessons that we learned from that game and just implement them for the future games. Elijah Morris had a moment of honesty with me on media day I was like what's it gonna be like with the crowd in Charlotte and he was like yeah, I might kind of be nervous actually, <laughs> because you guys just hadn't had that in so long. Bruce, what was that like? That atmosphere like for you? Man, it was great. It was, it, it felt great to you know have a crowd and stuff like that. It's just you know electrifying. 
Um, you could just feel that energy like when you're on the field, especially in that big stadium, and it was kind of packed. So it, it was pretty cool. I missed that. And now everybody's going to be on your side this time uh, coming up Saturday. Xavier, how excited are you uh, to run out there, you know, Purple Haze band playing, and you're actually going to have some fans that are cheering you on. Yeah, that's definitely exciting for me, but I'm just trying to focus on getting me better right yeah. now. Uh, like, that's the most important thing for me. I'm trying to figure out ways to – make this team better, make my guys, you know, feel better out there on the field. So, like, I love Pirate Nation. I love the fans. Like, you guys mean so much. But, like, at the same time, like, you can't let that affect you and take you out of your game. So I try to, like, minimize the noise and, like, keep a level head through it all. But, like, when it's time to make plays, and I definitely feel that. It's definitely, like, exciting to me and, like, creates memories I won't forget. So, like... I just take it for what it is and, like, try to not let that take me out of my game, if that makes sense. Yeah, definitely. And, and I mean, look, the defense, it, it kind of charges up the whole place because when you're on offense, you want everybody to be quiet. When you're on defense, that's when yeah. it's a party. And uh, hopefully it'll be that way on Saturday for right. you guys, Bruce. Yes, sir. What's, uh, Bruce, what's a, a noon kickoff? Uh, how is it different for you than a, a night kickoff? A lot of waiting around for a night game. How about Saturday? What, what's the schedule? What time does your day begin on Saturday? I mean, pretty early. I mean, like the difference between a night game and, you know, obviously an early game, like everything's like a lot more faster. You ain't got time to like sit around and stuff like that. You have to be ready from the previous day to, to wake up the next morning early to get the day started to, you know, play, get ready for that football game. So, Is it tougher to, to sleep uh, the night before knowing it's like it's coming like like when i get up it's, it's go time yeah. how about for you xavier what's that uh friday night for you can you sleep good or you got the the butterflies going or what i mean there's like always that little nervous butterflies feeling but like i've been through this so many times like it's all about mental like i've mentally prepared for it so it's like i got to get to bed early like if i don't like this could have a effect on the game so yeah. like like i said i just try to like prioritize what's important and like try to place myself in the best position for success all right guys uh east carolina south carolina going at it at noon we'll be here with you 8 a.m on the bud light pregame tailgate getting you ready for the kickoff and uh look you guys are gonna study south carolina you got a week of practice coming up but bruce uh any like keys for your defense like what will you be keying in on this saturday i mean just keying on what i could i mean Honestly, I'm just working within the scheme and do what I got to do to execute that at the highest level I can and making sure my teammates do the same thing. So, All right. Bruce, Xavier, good luck to you guys. Thanks for hanging out. We'll talk to you again soon. Thank Sir, you. Thank you. Time to hear from ECU wide receiver C.J. Johnson as the Pirates get set to take on South Carolina coming up noon on Saturday. C.J., how you doing, man? I'm doing good. How are you? Hey, doing great. Appreciate your time here today on the program. And, CJ, before we look ahead, we will look back. And I guess should we start with the Hail Mary, Troy yeah. D? I mean, <laughs> got to talk about that, CJ. First of all, great catch because I'm with the refs. That's a touchdown, Pirates. Take us back to that last play of the first half, what you saw, what happened, and what went on kind of with the dog pile underneath that none of us saw. Uh, walk us through that play from your perspective. Well, I mean, I, the ball was in the air, and um, I saw that I was surrounded by a lot of black jerseys, and I just I, I jumped as high as I possibly could um, to try to get it. Number five that was in front of me, he tipped it up, and I saw it tipped up, and I saw and I felt everybody like falling off of me a little bit. So like I just I went I gave that second effort, went for the ball, and I thought it was a touchdown. 
uh, as far as what happened underneath the dog pile, it um, it wasn't it wasn't really much. It was just like a bunch of people grabbing grabbing the ball, but I had it. <laughs> so you ended up obviously with the ball after that. You had your hands on the ball with the catch. Did the defender was it kind of a, a deal where maybe the defender had a hand or two on it with you at the same time? Oh, we we most definitely caught the ball at the same time. If you look at the replay uh, from the sideline view, you'll see that we both like I really caught it with one hand at first. So I had one hand on the ball, he had one hand on the ball. And as we were fighting to go down, we both put two hands on the ball. Now, then from there, I, I ripped it out. I heard Bailey say too, like in a, in a tie situation like this, usually it goes well, to the tie goes to the receiver, right? And CJ came out with the ball, and right. you know we all thought it would have been a touchdown, but it they had some video that uh, that they overturned it. So, and you had a couple calls go against you, CJ. I've talked about it to the other guys when when something like that goes against you. I mean, there's nothing you can do but play the next play, or in that case, go into the locker room. So, you know how frustrating is it, and and how do you have to quickly move on from it? I mean, it's, it it really is frustrating, but uh, we always we always play with our next play mentality. I mean, we control what we can control. Um, when the officials are going like that, it's out of our control. So we just try to stay in the game and control what we can control. You know, I don't want to take anything away from App State. I think they're a great team. But if that play goes the Pirates' way, which is the way they ruled it on the field, and if uh, Holton's 50-yard run doesn't get called back to some mysterious holding call, uh, does, that, does the outlook of that game change in your perspective? Oh man, that's that's a whole different ball game. I mean, we're coming we're coming out of halftime with way more energy than we uh, went in with. So like, I mean, as far as that is, people are coming out juiced up. He, you know, got a little swagger to us. But CJ, uh, four catches. I feel like it would have been a complete, completely different game. Yeah, four catches for you the other night. Four for Snead. That's a number that. Obviously, Holden Aylers, Donnie Kirkpatrick, Mike Houston, all Pirate fans want to see uh, a lot more uh, than just four catches for 34 yards. What was App State doing to take you and, and Tyler specifically out of the game on Thursday night? Um, I don't – I mean, like I said, I can, I can control what I can control. I don't I don't complain about not getting the ball. I, I feel like this is a team sport, and um, you got to play your role in order to win the game. C.J. Johnson joining us. C.J., I know a lot of uh, fans see you and talk about the talking that goes on on the field, and you seem to enjoy getting into it with the opposing DB. Is that something that you do to fire yourself up? Is that you retaliating from them talking? What's all the uh, the talk on the field about? I mean, this is really just playing with a chip on your shoulder. Like, you uh, you got to have an attitude about you. You can't – you can't – I mean – yeah, sometimes you can you can you like overdo it a little a couple of times, but like at the end of the day, you have to play with that intensity. You've had a um, couple days to think about you know that last loss, and also want to turn the page and look ahead towards uh, week two now that we're in against South Carolina. You've got some time off today. How, how did practice go yesterday? We've asked some of the other players too that, that have seemed to be very fired up about the chance for improvement from week one to week two. What are you seeing out there on the practice field with this team, the attitude of the team, and, and your expectations going into this Gamecock game? Oh, man. this uh, We came out to practice fired up yesterday. We Because um, we know, uh, just like Donnie K told us, he said that teams show the most improvement from game one to game two. 
and we just fired up and get back in the lab and come back come out and get a dub next weekend cj asked the other guys i'll ask you what was your saturday like did you watch football like a football fan or did you try to get away from it uh saturday when you weren't playing in the game um i watched i watched the i watched like two games but i like you said i try to get away from it a little bit uh just to clear my mind think about uh, you know just let it process really a rare saturday off to start the season is this team uh, and every day that you get rest is good so is this team you know after the first game still pretty pretty healthy yes we are um, yes we are we're pretty healthy cj johnson joining us cj how much have you looked at south carolina and uh, what they do defensively oh man we um we have we we started uh we started on them sunday so we're we're already on the books for him. What what concerns you about this SEC defense you'll be facing? I don't I don't I don't really have any concerns because I believe in my teammates. I believe in my team, and I feel like we're going to come out with it. How much different was the CJ playing in front of a crowd uh, like uh, you were not able to do last year? And then this Saturday, all the the guys will be, all the crowd will be on your side at home at Dottie Ficklin Stadium. But what was the biggest difference in that environment from uh, all of last season, CJ? Oh man, it's just it's just communication. Just like being, you got to be able to communicate on the field. Would it be in that loud? Because you can no longer just talk to the person next to you. You got to scream, and you can't scream because then you're going to tell the other team what you're doing. So it's really like just um, focusing it on uh, communication. CJ Johnson joining us on the Fixed NC Live line, getting ready to go. CJ, I guess more of a uh, normal, traditional practice this week, a couple of days uh, extra to prepare for South Carolina. So uh, you ready to go for a, uh, a full week of practice this week? Oh, yes, sir. Well, CJ, uh, appreciate you joining us, man. Thanks uh, for a few minutes of your time today. Yeah. Good luck to you guys Saturday. Oh, thank you for having me. And that's another great episode of the Pirate Radio Podcast, the Players' Lounge Edition. Special thanks to our sponsor, White Claw Hard Seltzer. Look for White Claw at your favorite retailer next time you're out shopping. White Claw Hard Seltzer, available in five fruit flavors, two grams of carbs, gluten-free, and only 100 calories. And nothing tastes quite like it. We'll be back very soon with another edition of the Pirate Radio Podcast. In the meantime, be sure to subscribe to our podcast in your Apple store. Visit our website at pr927fm.com and follow us on social media to keep up with the latest news and information. Until next time, have a great day, everyone. You have been listening to the Pirate Radio Podcast, brought to you by White Claw Hard Seltzer. Nothing tastes quite like it. Visit whiteclaw.com today. White Claw Hard Seltzer, proudly distributed by Coastal Beverage. Please drink responsibly. The Pirate Radio Podcast is an exclusive presentation by Pirate Radio, the voice of the Pirate Nation.